Ooh, you guys are too kind. It is Monday, and it has been a long weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to Timmy and D. Okay, that's enough. Thank you for tuning in for... T- Thank you. We done. Thank you for tuning in to Timmy D in the industry. Rock and roll. Like, share, subscribe, all that other fun jazz. Okay, got that out of the way. It was a long week, and uh, for those of you people who listen in constantly, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for all of your wonderful messages of concern. I know there wasn't a Timmy D in the industry released on Thursday, and there's uh, that's for good measure, is I have been swamped. I did a commercial for the official law firm of... The Los Angeles Galaxy soccer team. Or football. You know, whatever you're calling it. But anyways, the LA Galaxy, their uh, official law firm, Brett Sachs, Sachs Attorneys, uh, they had a commercial to get done. And it needed to be done ASAP. So literally ended up driving up on Wednesday all day at the law firm, set up all my recording equipment, and just did a bunch of VO work there, because we come to you here at Pullman Media, and uh, got to hang out for a little bit with Mr. Brett Sachs, a cool guy, I've worked with him before, I worked with him at the Will Turn last year for this TED Talks thing, the guy's a great public speaker, and um, there, there are certain lawyers that I have worked with, obviously, in the last couple of years, working for the Simon Law Group where they're amazing in the podcast. And then you kind of, at this TED Talks thing that uh, I did last year at the Will Turn, it wasn't TED Talks, but that was kind of like the idea that they were kind of doing this TED Talks thing. They had a bunch of lawyers there, and there was ones that caught me off guard. Like I didn't, they were they were good public speakers, because obviously when you're a lawyer, if you're doing litigation, when you're in the courtroom, you need to learn how to speak with confidence and enunciate your words and be, you know, be very clear about what you're saying, very, you know, definitive about what you're saying. And some of those lawyers caught me off guard with the ones that I thought were going to just go out on stage and tear it up, seemed a little nervous and were very soft-spoken. And they weren't speaking like they were on a stage speaking to a huge crowd. They were very meek. They were very like, well... This is my story. And then Brett comes out on stage. And Bob, you're awesome too. Gary Dordick was one of those guys that killed it. He's got a great story and a very cavalier dude. And uh, Bob Simon, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon, uh, he's become a friend of mine over the last couple years. Um, Not close, but uh, definitely a good guy, a good acquaintance, and uh, always has a smile on his face and just a friendly greeting whenever I see him. And it's good to work with him. And I, I'm proud to say that I've, I've had some time to work for the Simon Law Group. And I'm really proud of their accomplishments and what they've done. So it's a good thing. And definitely a lot of doors have been open for me because of that. So, uh, yeah. Moving forward on some stuff. There are... Uh, so, yeah. So, Wednesday was super swamped. And that's normally when I do all of my podcast prep that evening. But I didn't end up getting home until super late. And then uh, then Thursday morning, and I'm a big advocate of no excuses, but Thursday morning I get an email at uh, 7 in the morning saying, we need this done ASAP. We need a final draft of this commercial by about 8 o'clock this evening, if you could. 
five o'clock, hopefully, if that's possible. And I, I wrote them back immediately and said, that's great. It's not possible to get it to you. I could get you a draft by about 12 noon, maybe two. And you go, Timmy, but you did all that VO work and uh, you're good. You know, you know what you're doing. You've been recording for years. Yes. Well, here's something that uh, was kind of a curveball thrown in the uh, spokes of my bicycle. That'd be a wrench, but a curveball thrown at me, a, a wrench thrown in the spokes of my bicycle is Brett had just had braces put in and not the braces on the front of the teeth, the braces on the back of your teeth. So every one of his words was either slurred or had a little or at the end of it. And so I had to go in and meticulously chop out and replace with my own S's and T's. And that shit takes a long time. That is a time suck. I mean, it is easy to throw together a commercial in two seconds. I did the voiceover at the end of the commercial, and that took me two takes, fly it in. You know, it's it really was a quick 20-minute edit. You don't realize how long things take when you're editing. Like this podcast, for instance, normally is about mm, between 25 and 40 minutes when I put it out. And I do editing. I add clips from movies and little radio drops and whatnot, which is why I haven't gone video live yet, because I'm still figuring out the ease of how I'm going to do that, how I'm going to record it and then upload it as quick as I'm able to do the podcast that I do now, uh, just audio. And one of the easy things is I have my podcast notes in front of me. And so I, I say what I want to talk about. And then I think, okay, that well, when I'm talking about it, this kind of, there's some things I had on my mind. So I write down little movie clips and quotes that I have from other people that I bring up. And some of them don't get brought up at all. And then some of them I lean on heavy, which keeps the podcast very organic. It allows me to kind of continue to move forward with my thoughts. But uh, that editing for the podcast because I'm already prepped and I'm going into it with a, I know that I'm not going to really cut anything out that I say, unless it's it sounds just completely dumb. Normally it's just a, a wandering train of thought that keeps moving on forward. So there's not as much editing and it generally takes me about an extra half hour to edit in all the extra stuff and then put it to disc and do all that uploading whatnot. So each podcast is roughly about three hours of the day twice a week. So six hours a week, not a bad investment on my terms uh, for doing something that I love, which is talking to people and keeping you guys uh, up to date on not only professionally with what I'm doing, but also some of the experiences I've had in my career. And maybe some of you young bloods out there can uh, learn from some of these experiences. And even all of you veterans out there that have been in the industry for a while, uh, I've had some direct messages, which you could direct message me at Timmy D in the industry on Instagram, go over to Facebook. I'm there as well, but Facebook and Instagram, I don't really do Twitter. You could find me there, Timmy D industry. I do check it. It is plugged into my phone, but I'm not really the big Twitter guy. And then I know there's like a bunch of other stuff that uh, I've registered for other platforms that are seeming to get some traction. Uh, was it rumble and was it par parlor? Parlor's like one of those ones that I've noticed too, and it kind of got pinned on the news as a conservative uh, conservative version of Twitter, but uh, 
maybe I'm just blind to that and I don't see it, but I always try and see what, uh, if, if you guys are fans of Gary V, you'll know that Gary V doesn't really give a shit when it comes to the politics of a lot of stuff, but he's like, what is, how can this improve on what I'm doing? And you see Gary V, like he does pay attention to the, the atmosphere politically, but moreover, he's paying attention to the atmosphere business wise. And it's all involved with this hustle. So obviously he has his wine business and he has his entrepreneurial uh, speech business and his uh, his agency, his creative agency or whatever that is. <clears throat> Anyways, so editing these podcasts does take some time, and but not as much time as when you got to go in and do a voiceover. Uh, some voiceovers, the voiceovers I do when I do a commercial generally takes anywhere from 10 minutes if it's just a quick radio spot where the music is already recorded and set up to... Uh, you know, 10 minutes to an hour pending if I'm happy with it, not happy with it, if my voice is warmed up or I'm looking for a certain feel in the voice. But when you're doing somebody else's voiceover and you're working for a client, be aware you're going to be doing a lot of edits, re-edits. And even if the client sounds good, they need to be happy with how they sound. So you can edit and, and do all these cuts and maybe their voice isn't loud enough to them. Maybe it's too loud. Maybe they say, hey, can you bring the music up? So be ready to have all these notes thrown back your way every time you edit. Now, with experience, you'll kind of be able to feel what the client wants. Like, OK, you want this up tempo number here and there. But generally, in doing this, just be ready for the client. And when you do a contract for a voiceover contract, be aware that with every edit, there should be a set amount of edits that you do. And not editing, what I mean is it's like a final edit. So you send them a first draft. And generally in your contract, and this is something that I've learned from photographers and uh, some radio personalities that say, okay, here's what you get. You get my hourly fee or you get a buyout fee. But one way or the other, if you're doing the editing also, then you get two drafts. First draft is to see if we hit the nail on the head. And then you give me a bunch of notes. And then I'll send you a second draft. And then we'll see how much closer we are. <clears throat> Hopefully by that third draft, we're nailing it. Like, all the notes that you have, we have nailed it. And so I'll send you back that final draft. That third draft should be no more notes or one note. That's it. You, they, they, should, they should be saying like, can you just fix, there's one little, like there's an S that doesn't sound like an S. It sounds like a, you know, can you fix that? That should be like, you should only have one of those or maybe two at most. And then at the end of those three, you send them their final cut. And if they want more edits after that final cut, that's when contractually you should be able to say, look, if you want me to go back and do more edits, each time I have to do an edit, that is an hour of my time. You will pay for another hour. Whether it takes me five minutes to re-edit it or an hour to re-edit it, I'm going by the hour and I'm watching the clock. So if you ask me to go back after that final draft and you're just not happy with anything and now I've got to re-edit this and re-edit that, then that then charge like the lawyers charge or like a doctor charges or however anything by the hour is they don't charge by the quarter hour. They charge by the hour. If we hang out for, or what is it? Uh, psychiatrist. We hang out and talk for 10 minutes. You get billed for the hour. Same thing with editing. You bill for the hour. 
That's it, I understand when you're starting out, you're trying to get your feet wet, you're trying to get experience, you're going to be a little bit more sloppy. So, you know, you bend back and forth. Once you get in that pocket and you have your clientele and clientele's are referring people to you, don't be afraid to charge and bill by the hour, but know your worth at the same time. Know if you work slow, then understand that and maybe cut them a deal. Don't charge as much per hour. But if you have more clients coming through the door and you know how to work quickly and you know how to give a client what they're looking for, then it's okay to charge um, whatever it is you feel like you're worth per that hour. Um, So go ahead and look up some standard uh, voiceover editing and voiceover this and voiceover that per hour, what what your prices are and what your packages are. And uh, all that other stuff. But you look at yourself like a general contractor, too. When you call somebody up to, say, uh, reframe a door in your house or redo something in your house, hang new cabinets, whatever it is, you'll generally rule of thumb is call up at least three contractors. Have the contractor that maybe was referred to by a couple friends. Okay, yeah, they gave me your number. I just wanted to get a quote. Then maybe find somebody on, you know, whatever it is, Yelp. And go for the, you know, the top two stars or whatever and email them or call them up. I don't know how you find a contractor, really. I've never really had to use a a contractor on any of the places I'm at because I'm always in a condo or an apartment. So generally it's just talk to the landlord. But, I mean, it's a rule of thumb because uh, friends that I do have that are contractors, they even say, you know, if you go to a place and you're the only person that's getting called up, then be weary because then that means the person didn't do their homework and they're just expecting you to solve all their problems rather than somebody who does their homework, calls three different people, gets three different quotes. Generally, the person that's in the middle is the person you want to go with. The person that charges the outlandish fee, mm, well, look at their work. Is their Does their work speak volumes? Then maybe they are worth it. And then the person that quotes you kind of low, check out their work. Uh, look at some, they, they should have a book or listen to their voiceover reel, uh, listen to their edits, listen to what their credits are. If their credits carry weight, then maybe they're undercharging themselves. Who knows? Maybe there's something wrong there. Maybe, maybe they're undercharging themselves, but they take a long time to get it done. So eventually the cost comes out to about the same if they're billing by hour. There's all these things to think about. Circling around, I'm turning the wheel and driving right back to the road that we were on though. So Spent all day editing this commercial and really just stuck in my headphones all day until about one in the morning. Finally got a final take that everybody was, I guess, happy with because bright and early in the morning I get an email. This sounds great. Um, But then I went back and listened to it and there were a few things that bothered me. So pretty much Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was inundated with this client, but it felt good. It feels good when you're working and you're getting to do what you love to do, which is for some people, they don't like this stuff. For me, I enjoy producing. I enjoy writing. I enjoy the process. It's really fun and there's a hustle to it. So it's great. And plus half of that hustle was also me being out of the house and up in Irvine. I got to scout a few new venues. I scouted this brewery uh, that was really cool. It was right down the street from the law offices And now I'm not even, God, it's somewhere around here. I'll have to find it. But we're going to, we're going to cut this one right here. And uh, I just want to tell you guys, thanks for tuning in. I have some more advice to go on uh, some things, but for those of you who do voiceover work and whatnot, maybe you took a little something from my my story, but please do keep following Timmy D in the industry. I have my friend Sheila Sondergarden coming in and... 
We're going to talk some music. We're going to be playing some music. Well, maybe not live on the podcast, but we're going to play some music and uh, just talk some shop. So this will be the early release for Monday, and then I will release her episode because I didn't get an episode out last Thursday. We'll just call it a makeup episode, and so we'll have... We'll be right back on track, and then I'll see you guys on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, if a task once begun, never leave it till it's done. Be that labor big or small. Do it well or not at all. Rock and roll. I was a threat to losing myself. Carried regrets while walking through hell. But I saw a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's where I ran, and you would have to. Without a demand, so I just assumed that if I painted over, the mistakes could not be seen. Ooh. Go until you are numb, exhausted you feel the weight of the sun, burning ambition so deep in your heart it makes you cold, cold to the touch, made up your mind, made you a clutch, there's no turning back now, back now. Just a 